0: It has, for one reason or another, been a scary day. Driving back home, I called in at a petrol station to buy some fuel. The only local place won't take cash, so I put my credit card into the machine and pressed a few buttons. To my relief, the machine accepted the numbers. I reached for the nozzle, ready to start pumping fuel, when I noticed a new message on the pump's small screen. I can't remember the exact words, but the gist of it was that my card had been rejected petrol station wouldn't take my card and they wouldn't take cash. So the car and I limped home at ten miles an hour hoping not to run out of fuel on the way. I then spent a good portion of what life I have left ringing the bank to find out what had happened. Apparently the bank had sent me a new card which had, for unknown reasons, been returned to sender by Royal Mail. So why doesn't my existing card work, I asked the man at the bank. Well, since your new card had come back, we cancelled your old card, explained the bank. They didn't bother to ask me, they just cancelled it. You haven't got your new card, so now your old card doesn't work. Leaving me with no credit card in an almost cashless world. And I suddenly had a glimpse of the dystopian society which awaits in the new world they're preparing for us. Technically, I can still buy food, though I can't get to the food shops because I can't buy fuel for the car. I can't buy anything online, of course, and I can't pay bills. The cancelling of my existing card means that online accounts no longer work. I did, however, get onto the internet where I found out what's happening in Slovenia, where they've just introduced laws which seem to mean that unless you've been vaccinated and wear a mask, you can't buy anything except basic food and medical supplies, but only if the shop you use isn't in a shopping centre. That's it. The Slovenia website's a bit complicated, and there's a lot of it, but it seems that if you live in or go to Slovenia, you can't buy a pair of socks or a new kettle unless you've been properly jabbed or can prove that you've recovered from COVID-19 within the last six months. You can't go into any cultural or sports event either. Not much you can do. Can't go into a hotel either, so your next holiday in Slovenia could well be spent sleeping under a hedge. That'll be fun. Then I saw that the government in the UK is introducing a digital driving licence, which they say is in order to make transport greener and more efficient. So that'll go on to your digital passport, together with your vaccination records, your full medical records, all your banking and financial details, your pension, your passport, your travel history and your entire shopping history, all held on your smartphone. When's this going to happen? Unless we manage to stop it, I give it two years at the absolute most. Everything you do will be measured, registered and controlled. Buy too much sugary or fatty food and I believe you'll lose your right to buy any food. Oh, and your energy consumption will be on your digital passport too. If your carbon credits have all gone, then unless you're a billionaire with a few forests to balance your consumption, you won't be allowed any more electricity. Why do you think they're so keen on us all having smart meters? It's not to save you ten a year. It's so that they can switch off your supplies if you're not behaving. Then I read about a man who fell and broke a couple of ribs. He had no symptoms except the usual inevitable pain. The hospital gave him a Covid test. Positive. They tested him again and he was negative, but they shoved him onto a Covid ward anyway. He had difficulty in breathing, which isn't surprising, since he'd got broken ribs. So they put him on a ventilator and fed him an end-of-life cocktail. He died. Another COVID-19 statistic. When I heard that National Health Service staff in the UK were threatening to go on strike for more money, my first thought was to wonder how many lives that would save. It's not widely known, but mortality rates invariably fall when medical staff go on strike anywhere around the world, even in less dystopian times the NHS is now the national Covid service devoted to one disease and one disease alone. Next I saw they rushing ahead with double jabbing the frail and the elderly a Covid booster in one arm and a flu jab in the other where's the evidence showing that's safe look at the on the back of your hand that's where the evidence is where's the research evidence proving that booster jabs are necessary and safe Look at the back of your hand, look in the sky. And just when I thought things couldn't get any scarier, I read that they're now planning to give the Pfizer vaccine to babies as young as six months old this winter. That's in the USA, but it'll be everywhere else too. Pfizer are doing in-house trials to show that it will be safe and effective. Jabs for children aged 5 to 11 will be started in October or November. I've been writing and speaking about the side effects associated with the Covid jabs since last year. Look at my website or watch my other videos for details about the risks for children and adults. Even the Daily Mail reports that the risk of a healthy child needing to go into an ICU will be 2 per million. But the myocarditis risk after the Pfizer jab is 12 to 34 per million. Myocarditis kills of course and that's just one of the deadly adverse events. There are far more children condemned to life in a wheelchair surviving with a feeding tube because of the COVID jab than from COVID-19. And the brainwashing and the fear creation is getting worse. I saw a Daily Mail headline which said, COVID Delta variant will hunt down anyone who's not had the jab, close quotes. What are they doing? giving the Delta variant a Sherlock Holmes kit. Variants are a normal process and are being used to force people to have more jabs and to cover up vaccine injuries. The now admitted to be exaggerated long, Covid is also being used to cover up vaccine injuries. The flu always has variations and one year's flu jab doesn't work for next year's flu. Young teenagers who understand what's happening now have bucket lists, things to do before their world ends. This is happening so fast. I'm not trying to scare you, but the future isn't pretty and things are moving very quickly now. In some ways we're at the beginning of this war, but we're also near the end. It's always been a danger to assume that someone's gonna come and save us. Put your trust in the plan and we'll be okay. It's now the same with the lawyers. Around the world there are armies of lawyers promising all sorts of solutions they've been making promises and raising money for a year. I used to think they would help. I made I made at least one video supporting the lawyers. I thought they'd use the money they've been given to force immediate action, judicial reviews for example. But what's happened in the last couple of days has convinced me that was wrong. The lawyers aren't going to save us at all and we have to stop relying on them. Why? Well, first they're talking of things happening in 3, 6, 9 or 12 months' time, and that's far too slow. In the last couple of days, I realised just how far this fight has gone already. Look at Slovenia. Now they're planning to jab six-month-old babies with a deadly experimental jab that doesn't do what people think it does and is far more dangerous than the disease it's supposed to prevent. Are they going to allow six-month-old babies to decide for themselves whether they're jabbed i wouldn't bet against it and attempts to obtain freedom for doctors to speak out won't be any good either for one thing most doctors believe in the fraud they've been bought they haven't done any research they haven't they wouldn't speak out even if they could speak out thousands of gps have more or less shut their doors they work at home working for internet medical services and they make a fortune out of allowing their staff to give the jabs. And now they want extra money to see patients. Just what they're paid for. Has a profession ever sunk so low so quickly? And who would report what doctors said if they could and did speak out? This has always been a media war. The mainstream media will not give space or airtime to doctors questioning the fraud or the jabs. If lawyers want to do things pro bono with their own time and money, that's fine. After all, they've got kids and parents and lives that are about to fall apart in the dystopian nightmare of the Great Reset. Most of those working against the lies and the corruption are doing it without expecting to be paid for. Because we know, we have no choice. But we shouldn't put any faith in the lawyers, because I don't think they're the answer. There's surely something ironic in the fact that the zombies are trusting the drug companies which have been proven to be the most fraudulent, dishonest companies on earth, while many in the resistance movement have put their trust in lawyers. Attempts to use the law to bring down the establishment will, I believe, fail because the laws now the establishment and the establishment is the law. Every part of the establishment is lined up against us. However kindly and pastoral a lawyer might be, he'll not be able to bring down a totalitarian regime before we all become slaves of a corrupt and venal system. I'm sure some of the lawyers have good intentions, but I also fear they don't understand the nature of the war we're fighting, the maliciousness of our opponents, or the speed at which things are unfolding. Already millions have been driven not from their homes, but from their lives, driven away from their hopes and expectations by deliberately, widely engineered fear. The jabs, remember, aren't an end, they're just a beginning. So, what do we do? We have to spread the truth, to recruit more support, to strengthen our own determination and to prepare ourselves. As I've been saying for 18 months, since I first warned that mandatory jabs were coming, this is a media war. They have been demonising those of us asking questions about vaccines for decades. The anti-vax lobby has been established and attacking me and others for many years and the attacks, the demonisation and the bans have been around for a long time. Years ago I was banned in China completely because I wrote a column for a Chinese newspaper and in one column I questioned the enthusiasm for vaccination. My books were immediately removed from sale. All I did was ask questions and tell the truth. The Daily Mail recently announced that I wrongly claimed to be a doctor, but in the past they hired me as a doctor to write for them. I've been banned from Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn and expelled from the Royal Society of Arts for daring to tell the truth. Dozens of my videos have been censored and removed from YouTube. I've had books banned in the UK and in other countries. They might as well reintroduce book burning globally you and i will soon be locked out of society there will be no return to the old normal unless we make it happen we have to use what elements of the media we can so subscribe to the light paper yes i write a column for it but i don't get paid in fact i buy my column copies of the paper like everyone else become a distributor and pass copies to neighbors and friends it's an amazing source of independent accurate information Download the leaflets on my website and on thelightpaper.co.uk and on other sites. Print them out, share them, put them through letterboxes. Leaflets will help us win this war far more effectively than, say, lawyers. Spend money on printing leaflets. Get rid of your smartphone. The digital passports will depend upon smartphones. If you don't have a smartphone, they can't force you to hand over your life to the state. Visit the website astandinthepark.org, which holds Sunday morning meetings in 900 public parks around the world. It's a great way to meet like-minded people. Take a look at awakenedpages.co.uk. It's a directory where principled people can find independent businesses locally. I haven't been able to check them all out, but it's a good starting point for finding those who understand and respect the old normal and visit the the websites I list at the end of all my videos. The transcript of this video will be on my websites so you can check out these addresses. Finally, start thinking of survival. I've been warning for a year about food shortages and rising food prices. Energy prices are gonna soar because of the global warming nutters. Tens of thousands of old people will die because they can't afford to stay warm in cold weather. 60,000 old people die every year, every year, and have done for years because they can't keep warm it'll be far more this year we can thank the lying cheating global warming cultists for those deaths as energy prices rise to the stratosphere think of growing some of your own food you can grow vegetables in buckets or big plant pots you don't need a big garden if you have an open fire in your home make sure it works safely plan to live in one room if necessary this isn't a game we don't have time to wait for someone else to save us. The lawyers are going to be too late. Where have they got so far? We have to save ourselves from the tyranny which now rules every aspect of our lives. Remember, they want to give the deadly experimental jab to six-month-old babies. And despite the evidence, they're already giving it to 12-year-olds. That's what used to be called child abuse. The last couple of days have terrified me more than any other days in the last 18 months. And pray to your God to give us the strength to save ourselves. I was not previously religious, I admit, but I made a large wooden cross not long ago, which we now have in our garden, to appeal to God. I pray regularly and I fly the Jolly Roger flag to announce my independence of tyranny. Thank you for watching An Old Man in a Chair. Please subscribe to my channel on Brand YouTube and spread my videos about on other platforms everywhere. There isn't much point in putting them on BNT because they're already there. Many thanks to those who've been putting them elsewhere. Do translations true too. Thanks as always to the magnificent Mohammed Butt and Brand YouTube for providing the platform. For the record, this channel's not been monetized. None of my videos ever has been. Don't forget to watch my friend Dr. Colin Barron's amazing videos which are always entertaining and always pertinent. Watch uh, Principea Scientific and the lightpaper.co.uk. Oh, not watch it, <laughs> read the lightpaper.co.uk. Visit davidike.com, garethike.com, 21stcenturywire.com, dailyexpose.co.uk and the UK column. My websites are vernoncolman.com and vernoncolman.org. Finally, though it may feel like it at times, please remember that you're not alone. More and more people are waking up and once they've woken, they don't go back to sleep. If we're gonna win this war, then we have to fight with passion, with determination and with the facts. And we have to remember that time is running out Very quickly. Distrust the government, avoid mass media, and fight the lies. And thank you for watching An Old Man in a Chair.